This doesn't make no sense. Is 917 a New York area code? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, snap. You're so metropolitan. I know. Big city. I'm, I'm, I'm cosmopolitan. I'm all, like, sex in the city. I'm like, yeah, I think what can a single right girl on his, on his own do and writing single girl magazine on his articles own. and talking Only about in New vibrators? York. Sexy. Those people in Utah were right. <laughs> You're the moral decline of America. That's probably true. But how much does that really have to do with New York? Not as much as they would hope, I imagine. Yeah. So what's up? I'm looking at your profile. You're still playing Assassin's Creed, Joel. I just beat it, actually. I ought to kick you in the face. Well, come on. Gamefly's killing me. They won't send me Gears of War 2. What? I don't even know what Gamefly is. I've lost all respect for them. Why? I, I haven't, really, I guess. My Gamefly dollars are <laughs> expiring. I didn't even know I had them. That They expire? That's some weak stuff. Yeah. I have five of them. Yeah, I know. It will inevitably like- expire before I spend them. You get like five for being a member for a month or something like that. And I just got an email today that said it was like they're going to expire in like two days. I was like, thanks for the warning. They're only $5. Yeah, I know. I guess you're supposed to put them towards a game you want to buy. But that's how they But the whole point of game play is that get I don't you. buy games. <laughs> they're making you. Who are you fooling? Trade that fake $5 in so they can get you to spend $45. I'm, Precisely. I'm wise to you. I know the score. I, maybe I don't. I'm not that wise, but I understand the general idea, the gist of it. That's absolutely the idea. It's just like stupid. That is the only game idea. Stop. Raking you over the coals with that. Oh, here's your brand new game. Here's twelve bucks, and then they turn around and sell for forty-five. Free market, my ass. Yeah, I don't really care about that though, because uh, it's the easiest way to sell games. I know I'm getting ripped off. I mean, I just... But frankly, nobody online is going to pay more anyway. I generally just don't sell games. It's been a long time since I traded anything in. Well, you've had Gamefly for much longer than me, you know? Yeah. I was using it back when it was atrocious. Now it's just kind of bad. (laughs) When I was was originally using it, which was maybe... I was you in were college. Using it, after, like, it was like 2002, it, yeah, 2003, somewhere around there, when their only Playing shipping some, hub uh, was in California. Turnaround time was like ten days. Well, we, that was what game were you playing when I came over one time? It was like Gladiator. Oh yeah, uh, Shadow I think it was, of the Colosseum. No, no, not that one. That's that weird one that was made by Japanese people. It was uh, a turn-based strategy. It was. Game I think it was called Gladius. But yeah, it was was turn-based strategy with gladiators. And it was basically the most complicated rock-paper-scissors simulator ever made. Because (laughs) that was all that game was about. It was like, you got little guys, big guys, and medium guys. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure the Large Hadron Collider is really just a way for scientists to decide who's going to do the dishes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if this molecule of... If it splits... I don't even know. Uranium. (laughs) I don't even know what they're shooting at each other. This ionized particle defeats your positively charged one. You have to do the vacuuming, Franz. Oh, man. This sucks. And that's when they open the rift and oh. the head crabs come out. Ha ha. Yep. I'm the first exactly. person to make that joke. You heard You're it here first. the only person ever. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else has made that joke. Nobody ever. Do you work in the anomalous materials section? I do, in fact. 
You know, it's actually funny. I reinstalled uh, good old Half-Life just the other day on this computer and was playing just the first part of it. I was like, I am incredibly bored. Oh, I need a God. game that is 10 years old. I, I mean, at least they learned from their mistake. That 10-minute tram ride is okay the first time. Every other time. That was from like an era in games where you would have a save after the introduction in case you ever wanted to play the game again. Yeah. Because I swear, every time I watch that cutscene in Final Fantasy Tactics where they would spell out little money. Oh, yeah. Letter by your letter. Brains out. <laughs> I was like, okay, save here and never delete that save. And you only had 15 yeah. saves on a PS1 memory card. And it was I, worth it. I still kept it. There's only like three games you're going to go back to anyway. That, Parasite Eve 2. <laughs> yeah. See, I like, uh, that's why I, another reason why Symphony of the Night was awesome. It started you out, it gave you the story, you know, but it was still only like five minutes yeah. of dialogue. It is, well, most of it was a skippable cutscene, too. Though you did miss out yes. on learning about the Archpriest Shaft. And by the way, uh, I mean this is yes. this is old news and totally an in joke. But have you seen Spank Minister's signature, where it says "Holy Goggles"? Uh, yes. He's possessed by Shaft, but you know he's clean. Yes, I did see that. It's and clever it was awesome because I like Dio and I also like Symphony of the Night, so I could dig it. That is the. It's probably one of the greatest signatures ever. It's almost as good as Blanks, but that's just because Blanks was so funny in response to the Joker. Which one was that? Blank was ranting about how the new Batman oh, cartoon yeah. was ruining oh. the Joker. Where's the effing swab? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a good chuckle was had by all. Let's, more, let's talk more about people that nobody on the internet knows. That's fun. Whatever. They should be a part of our forums. That's true. You should be internet. a part of our forums. I've got a request. Dude, to- let me just say that I'm really happy to see Dave Davis back. I missed him. I, think, I thought about him daily the- and the cardboard Wookiee. You thought about the beard. You were like... Yeah. That guy has a beard. I would wake up rubbing my face, wishing, longing. In my wildest dreams, he gives us all hope. All right. Enough. uh, Enough. We like the people who have been a part of our forum for a long time. I have a brief. What are we talking about? What show is this? Do do we even have a show? uh, I mean, it's still the video game show, but uh, you've been playing Assassin's Creed for three weeks, show. Um, Come on, that's a pretty good turnaround for me. It's only <laughs> been a year and three weeks. <laughs> I think the last game I beat the fastest was Bioshock. That was like a week and a half, which is crazy fast for me. Yeah. Just so you know. Man, I beat Dead Space in like three days. I have no life. I don't have any friends. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, I guess I know scabs. <laughs> I guess. See him about once knowing. every 30 years. It's like knowing a, a I don't even know a what bulldozer you with poison spikes on it. It's like hanging out with a bulldog. You know, the bulldog knows you, but it really just wants to, you know, the the milk bones that are in your pocket. Sure, whatever. Anyway, as I was saying, I've got a, a brief request. Uh, I've got a little amusing, let's call it, I wrote on Fallout that's going up on the new gamer. I want people to go over there and check it out. And post a comment. Whether you like it or not, just post something substantial beyond like that was a good article or that was a shitty article. You can start with but that. But Dave, they're gonna know they're gonna know that it's me. What whatever, Joel, just post like ten things. 
you could be like Joel, <laughs> and then you could post it as J. E O L Joel and then you Jorge Joe <laughs> Joseph J O E one. Nobody will know. It's man, cool. Dave. You're popular among people with first names that just are J. I'm very popular among idiot friends that can't make up a pseudonym. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, this is all part of my secret plan to uh, revitalize the, the new, new game. So you wrote one article in six months, and that's what's going to bring I'm it back. Working on it. There's more in the pipe. So that should be up by the time this podcast is up. Um, I, he's going to come back to the site, and he's going to see, like, all these hits and all these comments, and it's going to be like Jimmy Stewart in A Wonderful Life. And he's going to be like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't jump off like, that It's bridge. a basket full of hits. I w- I've been refreshing. It's like, just hit, put a basket of the refresh icon on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little curly cue or the circular arrow. People from all around town have been refreshing your page over and over again. It's like, oh, posting comments. shucks. Merry Christmas, one and all. Look, Daddy. Every time a bell rings, the internet gets another sight about trannies. What? I don't think that's what the new gamer's about. I just, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. At least that's not what I signed up for. But I'm curious. And I'm willing to <laughs> not that curious. <laughs> I'm willing to bear this idea out. Oh goodness! I played Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, I saw that post, dude. Apparently, you run around and aim guns. So far, it's pretty Sounds exciting. Sweet. And the uh, is it everything Project Darkness should have been? Yeah, actually, not really, because it doesn't include uh, werewolves fighting zombie well, vampires. The, the werewolves are missing. And that's a noticeable flaw, but we're going to try not to hold it against him because in, like, the third cutscene, a baby gets born in a tank. Nice. <laughs> it's great because I guess, you know, it's it's alternate World War Two as all these games are. What, and, where there's an obstetrician gynecologist operating <laughs> out of a tank? It's like, oh, this baby's been born. <laughs> I wish. Time to roll out against that Panzer division. <laughs> So shoot babies at it. You've got I your, know it's crazy. You've got your little army and then sort of your commander is a tank. And you you, you start up the as enemy. the town watch when the quote unquote Germans invade. <laughs> Do they like, actually call them Germans? No, but they're like the most evil invading army ever. Like they corner they're a the pregnant Namricks. mother and I guess her daughter. It's a really complicated relationship. She's like, I have two dads, but they're not gay. It's just like she happened to grow <laughs> up around two fathers. Um, and they, like, corner him in the house. And they're like, they basically say, we're going to rape you. <laughs> it's like, wow. But, like, you know, dumbed down for the PG-13 audience. But I was like, this is, this is not cool. But maybe... It's very real. So anyway, and like they show they they look off in the distance and the tank is like looking in, becoming enraged <laughs> as if it were a person. It's like revs its engine. So because I imagine that the tank is a person. So you said it was their commander. <laughs> anyway, uh, so these two soldiers are dispatched, and then the girl tells the main character she's like, "By the way, don't you know what's in the barn?" And he's like, "Oh, you mean the barn on the farm I've grown up on my whole life?" And she's like, "Yeah, let's go check it out." I was like, "It's gonna be a tank." <laughs> And he opened the door, and sure enough, it's a tank. And he's like, wow, I never yes! saw this tank, even though I've lived here my whole life. And she's like... It's always been covered by that pile of hay. <laughs> so anyway, you hop in a tank, and then you're fucking knocking down a... It's it's so... 
it's one of those awesome moments of video game catharsis because you know as we were talking about with gladius strategy games is common you have a rock paper scissors mechanic but like scouts which is basically all you have because they're the town watts they're very not not very well equipped they can't do anything to a tank like they don't even hurt it at all and you're you're basically just sitting there biding your time until the guy comes in with the tank and your guys are getting slaughtered and then you come into that tank and you like drive over a fence and then you just start ramming cannon shells up the ass of the enemy tank and it feels <laughs> so good and they've got they've got this mechanic where you're given a certain amount of points in a turn and you can use those points to control any unit so you can give a unit multiple turns at the penalty ah, that the in, common in, each, in each successive turn they can do a little less than the previous turn. So anyway, yeah, I just gave my tank four turns, and I just kept shooting the tank and its radiator. And I was like, yes, this feels so good. This is getting kind of weird. Yeah, it was, well, you know, me and the mechanical things. <laughs> shooting its uh, long barrels and explosions. I can empathize yes. with that. Yes, I understand. Um. It's really good. It's all very gross. I, I wish I had played it more, but I'm still playing Fallout. Still? And I feel like Fallout, because I bought Valkyria Chronicles, and oh, Fallout's yeah. a rental, so I want to get it out of the way. I primarily bought Valkyria Chronicles because I don't think a lot of people are going to buy it, and I want to show my support for it. Yeah. And I played the demo, and I was like, yeah, this game is pretty sweet. But it's really the combat is really cool because you take an active role in it but it doesn't feel retarded so yeah i described it as sort of like ring of red but not crappy like ring of red was <laughs> you mean it's actually playable every fight doesn't take five hours yeah yeah that too <laughs> it's like shoot the ground troops and manage your heat levels i don't even remember what was going on in that game so you too much that's the answer you've got little units it it's laid out the tactical map as sort of like a board game where it's just like a very sketchy drawing and then you have little tokens on it that represent your units and then you select one and it zooms in and then you play sort of an action sequence where you can run around and hide behind cover and crouch and then you target somebody and put you into an aiming mode and then headshots count and all the while you're dodging enemy fire and likewise, when their characters are moving around, your characters get attacks of opportunity. So positioning actually matters more than, like, Final Fantasy Tactics, where you just go wherever the next bad guy is. Yeah, and you wail on him. Hopefully you surround him yeah, and you, just keep punching him into people. Or you just surround one guy, and <laughs> when you're leveling up people, you've got all your, like, level one guys with no weapons equipped, and you just keep poking him in the back, and then... You have the one monk in your party just keep healing the enemy. Yeah. So you can use that him as Chocobo's an experience like, Please pinata. let me die. Yeah. It's like, end my pain. I don't want to live. It's like, too bad. I hate you That's guys. what you get it's for like, being a brigand. It's like, we're... Mathematician score. We're veterans. We just want equal rights in the New Republic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right, brigand. You want equal rights and giving me 37 JP. It's like, no, I don't. You have the right I want the to JP. level up this meaningless Equal class. Equal JP to... for all. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So that's a... who? What's, well, who's the studio behind Valkyria Chronicles? Uh, Sega is publishing it? I can't think of who. Maybe they developed it. I don't think so. 
This is it's actually good, Dave. So they probably had little to do with the that's development. true. <laughs> um, the guy who did the music is the guy who did the music for Final Fantasy Tactics. So I was like, sweet, because I heard it. Nice. And he's got a very distinctive style of music. Um, I don't know. It just says Sega. I guess it could be Sega, but that seems unlikely. It's not a remake of a Sonic game. That's terrible. Well, there is a Sonic werewolf in it. You know really? what? It's probably by the people who did Skies of Arcadia. Th- that was Sega, wasn't it? Maybe? Uh, yeah, I think that that was Sega. Yeah, because I think there's Skies of Arcadia bonus characters in it. So there you go. Really? Sega made cool. a, good a good game, game once in the past five years. Skies of Arcadia had that really cool uh, battleship mechanic. Like They actually managed to incorporate the fact that you were a sky pirate into the game. Mostly by having you ram giant monsters with your harpoon-nosed ship. Yeah, see, see, they sort of subverted the RPG combat in that game. And likewise, Valkyria Chronicles, they sort of subvert the strategy RPG combat. You know, and there's there's still lots of phallic references. Yeah, well, so, you know, the ramming, it's, good. it's always good. But I wish I had played more because there's obviously so much more stuff going on. Like, your guys have abilities that'll activate in certain terrains or when they're around guys, which I guess isn't really that unique. But when systems like that work really well, it feels really good. And I just like running around in that little map and, like, scurrying to cover and hiding behind sandbags. And it's neat. And it is not Operation Darkness. (laughs) That is, like, ten check marks in its favor right there. (laughs) The check mark being... I feel like... We need to make up one of those ridiculous uh, icon rating systems, like the the pictographic symbols that are supposed to mean something but are totally meaningless unless you look them up. Like I've noticed this on Gamespot recently, how they have it's like this the game good is and the bad of pies. Yeah, they have like the three fingers up in the air, and that's supposed to mean something. I'm like, oh, let me just decode this cipher since I you mean, have my guess is you know, three out of five. I'm supposed to know about. It's, it's a, this doesn't even make sense. So you and I need to make one up. And one's like, the bad, no werewolves. That's like on every game yeah. except for four. <laughs> it's a werewolf face with a big X on it. Yeah. That means good. That's actually the highest rating it can retrieve, yeah. ironically. <laughs> like, every, like every review starts out, let me start off first by saying, this game does not have werewolves. God. Like, that's my the first sentence of my review of... Uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. One year late. Let me just start by saying this game totally lacks werewolves. I've got such an incent- intense self-loathing. It's not even my fault. I'm blaming the victim here totally. But Operation Darkness, why were you bad? And now it's soured my my perception of all werewolf games. Seriously, And what I are you love doing? werewolves. It's like you and Castlevania, whatever that lunar crappy N64 oh game was. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. There, there's some kind of agenda to destroy it's werewolves. Like, yeah, you can put that one on the pile. We'll be like the the new authoritarian regime. Instead of burning yeah. books, we burn crappy video games. We're like, no, this is detrimental to the psyche of the state. <laughs> Except we'd yes. be right. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we're rounding up all the creators and putting them in internment camps. <laughs> First they came for the N64 developers and I did nothing. Then they came for Operation Darkness, and I still sat idle. You know why? Because those were bad games. We don't need to... And then they came for Rockstar. 
We don't need to put them in jail. We just need to make sure they never program again. So basically, we have to remove their hands, their tongue, possibly their <laughs> eyes. Uh, well, you just have to watch them all the time. Like if they do that, you know, you get a diving bell in the butterfly scenario where they're communicating with a psychologist by wiggling their ears we gotta chop off those ears i don't know it's just like you're not writing no memoir on my time buddy the more puritanical of our listeners might be aghast to hear us talk like this but you haven't played those games they're really bad what do you mean the more puritanical of our listeners would be totally into this if we're to take puritanical okay well I can't think of the right word, too. The less initiated amongst our listeners. I know there exists. There are people who listen to this podcast that, like, don't play video games or don't watch cartoons, which is fine. Like, I'm glad you guys listen, but I have no idea how you stand it. (laughs) Because, like, if I was listening to a podcast, I'd be like, that would be like, oh, I really love the gardening podcast. And the guys are like, yep, it's time to put down some new seed. I'm thinking about the Kentucky bluegrass this year. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, enthralling. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that's essentially what we sound like to people who don't watch, like, stupid cartoons from the 1980s. They're like, yeah, nay, nay. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> so anyway, I think I, I want to talk about Assassin's Creed just briefly because it's the only game I've beaten, like, the last year and a half. Dude, what is the deal with uh, Assassin's Creed being totally anti-religion. Really? They were like... Yeah, that's basically... They end the game by saying all the miracles in the Bible were created by this basically alien relic, a la Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Or they, Ubisoft basically does the exact same thing they did in uh, the game that we always talk about them doing it in. Uh, Indigo Prophecy? That's not it. Ubisoft, but they, yes... Uh, <laughs> They they make up like there's this weird That's object the other that lets French create people. illusions and control people's minds. Yeah, whatever. French Canadian, French people. It's the same difference. The same. You both speak that crappy they're language. To, they're all out to make a really cool game and then wreck it in the last forty minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I had high hopes for Assassin's Creed until about three weeks before it got released, and then the news was just like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I don't want to buy this game. I don't know. It turned out all right. I, I, I found myself enjoying it the more I actually played it. Like, it kind of grew on me. But then I got to the end, and you have this stupid guy telling me that, you know, nobody ever parted the Red Sea. No one turned water into wine. I'm like, hold on. First of all, parting the Red Sea is so much cooler than turning water into wine. I understand that it was Jesus' first miracle, but seriously, you can pick another one. He also supposedly he rose from the dead. Like, why don't yeah, you go you with that? that? Nobody would be part of the Red one. Sea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're you're totally gimping it already. That's not an accurate comparison. That's like you know, I don't know. It's like well, yeah, I can't even think. It's like you know, it's like comparing the Mona Lisa to some crap I drew on my lunch break. Like, yeah. oh, they're having us draw. Uh, my coworker had us all draw turkeys. So what? for Thanksgiving, you know, it's fun. It's office, office games. So, you know, I do the standard. I put my hand down on the piece of paper and I trace it. <laughs> and I draw my little stupid turkey and I give him four legs because I don't know what a turkey looks like. 
Wait, you seriously gave the turkey yeah, well, four legs? See, it's the a problem bird. is I drew two legs with the intention of drawing four, but I drew the two legs at the front, and then I was like, oh, crap, turkeys only have two legs. But it was too late because they were at the front. <laughs> How can you not know what a turkey looks like? I only know what like. they look I mean, like when they're basted in maple syrup and covered in bacon. See, that's the one you should have drawn. You should have just drawn a cooked turkey. Some people did. You would have scored points. So that anyway, way, my like, oh, they did. I do it with my crappy black marker, and then I look over at her, and she's got like freaking green marker, red marker. Hers is all creative, and I'm like, damn it, you screwed me again. <laughs> you just start eating yours. <laughs> so I waited until Saturday, and when Hide when nobody else was around, um, I took my da- mine down, and mine is posted on the front door of the office. Everybody else is on the cabinets. Mine is facing right out into the hallway. <laughs> so I took it down, and I gave him a mohawk and <laughs> That's sunglasses. That's what people know. And I put a cigarette in his mouth, and I was like, now who has the best <laughs> turkey? I was trying to figure out how I could put a bomber jacket on him, but I couldn't really think of how that would work with a turkey. <laughs> since, I had just, since I had just given the turkey four legs, I figured it would be hard for me to represent a bomber jacket. <laughs> well, t- Joel, you're not an artist. Oh, You don't understand my craft. It's true, I'm not. Macaroni and cheese. The one thing, I'm going to backtrack for a second, because Assassin's Creed... Totally should have had an achievement called Where Eagles Dare. Yeah, because you were, like, jumping off stuff? Yeah. It's also the name of a totally awesome song. I like when people do, like, thematic things and they, like, name everything after a song. I really dig that. And plus, yeah. then you you get, like, if you, I just... <laughs> if you had a show and the first episode was called Holy Diver, you'd be like, man, this show is awesome. It's actually it's kind of bad. It's starring Steven yeah. Dorf, but I mean, <laughs> it's got the titles. Then you get to like Rainbow in the Dark and Mystery, and you're like, wait a second, Mystery is not as no. good as Holy Diver. Yeah. That it's first good. episode had something going for it, and then it kind of fell off. <laughs> but I realized, like, as I got the last achievement or the last achievement I was going to get, since I'm not collecting all those stupid flags. Uh, as I got the last achievement, I was like, I was humming, we'll go where eagles dare. And I was like, wait a second, where eagles dare? This would have been the greatest reference ever. What if all the, like, beaked hoods and everything were really a reference to the Misfits haircut? <laughs> Those French awesome. Canadians. They don't even know. Aren't they just straight up French? Uh, I'm pretty sure they are French. See, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure the Indigo Prophecy guys are the French guys. And Ubisoft is the French Canadians. Does it even matter? I mean, we always have this. We had the same discussion about who made this yeah, game. Apparently, ago. French people just have so many narratives going on, they just can't keep them all together. It's like, well, this game takes yeah. Present. It was developed by Ubisoft place Montreal. In the past. Yeah, they like demand that it somehow be linked to the present. It's like I don't care. I and also I don't need you to end with a cliffhanger. Yeah, it does. Which is what they did. Every game's a trilogy now, dog. Yeah. Every game's a trilogy now, except I haven't heard anything about Assassin's Creed 2, and I don't think I'm ever going to. I don't know. I think it sold really, really well, despite having How many poor reviews. I don't know. How many years has it? I mean, I guess you think it would be under development if it's... I don't know. I hope they never make it, because uh, it would be a terrible, terrible game, because now you can no longer have it take place in the Middle East, in the Middle Ages, which was the only thing it had going for it. You're going to be like a caveman assassin. Yeah. It's like, well, we started with your 
700 years ago, ancestor. Now we're going to go a little further back. And you're what like, is even the plot? You're like learning how to be an assassin from your ancestor? No, you're just, they're uncoding your genetic memory to find a map of where the objects that let you control people's minds are located on planet Earth. Because it's all a Templar conspiracy, and now you're the sole survivor of the Assassin's Guild that originally discovered it. Or, you know, kept it a secret from the Templars for all these years. I, I mean, that's really stretching the genetic memory thing, isn't it? That doesn't even make sense. Like all the It's like it's encoded in your genes. That... I mean, I understand that DNA is long, but there's also a lot of information in there about how to, I don't know, digest carrots. Yeah. It's like, what? It, once we're so cramped full of that, like, every, what are you going to do? It's like people forget how to grow fingernails or something. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I can, you know, see into the past, but... God help me if I slam one of my fingers in the door because I am boned. Wait, so it's not even like a machine that's doing this to you? This is just some innate talent you have? No, it's, the machine allows you to see into your mind and then record. I'm not even, that's what the Animus supposedly does. Along with ruining the game, it is also a machine that lets you see into the past in your genes. It is the dumbest thing ever. You could have just had the whole game be about the Assassins versus the Templars in this epic battle over something to con- like a device that would let you control the Holy Land. And that would have been totally sweet. Yeah, I would have bought it. I would have I mean, even with all the really terrible free running, which now that uh, I'm really anxious to play Mirror's Edge because from the demo, it looks like it works so much better than the free running yeah. Assassin's Creed. Well, I really like I like that um what's the term for it where cuz you know You've played it. You know how it works where, like, R2 is basically up motions and R1 is down motions, basically. There's a word for that. The shoulder Um, buttons? No, not not the physical object, but what they're accomplishing. But anyway, so it's, like, metaphorical, you know, that, like, R2 is always going to make you go down and R1 is always going to make you go up. And I really like how it streamlines that control. That oh, you're yeah. just pushing a couple buttons and driving yourself. Yeah. Well, I think it really it it, it adds to the flow because one of the one of the things that Assassin's Creed really failed to do in that respect was have your character make intelligent decisions based on their surroundings. Don't you, now, you also don't you control like every piece of his body? No. You just kind of hold down R the R trigger and A and you hold forward and you're free running. And basically that means that you're running up the same wall over and over again when you want him to turn while guys are attacking you. <laughs> it's like there were a couple times like I just wanted to throw my controller through a window. It's it was just so frustrating the terrible terrible decision. Like there'll be there's this one uh one of the only really innovative um environments in the game is there's a a part of the game where you're on a dock and you're run you can run across the boats. So every, you know, couple steps, you're going to jump onto, like, a little pier that's sticking up out of the water. Now, mind you, you can't swim. So every time you fall into the water of course a highly you can't trained swim. assassin, you Nobody immediately drown. You know how it was. Pirates couldn't even swim. I don't care. This dude is jumping 400 feet. Like, he's jumping off of towers into a thing of hay. If you can survive landing in a cart full of hay after jumping off a guard tower, you better learn how to float. You think it would be almost literally impossible that someone that agile could not swim? 
You think he would just figure it out? Like if you just pushed him into the water, he would just know what needed to happen. (laughs) I mean, he's probably at least heard of swimming. Well, yeah, but anyway, so you'll be running across this dock area, and there'll be a pier in front of you and nothing in either other direction, and you'll jump at a slight angle straight into the water. (laughs) And you're just like, it makes me want to scream. I did it like five times before I ended up just having to stop at each one carefully aim myself and then leap to it and then that totally ruins the whole parkourness of it yeah it's like when you have to play sonic levels and you have to like slow down to make platforming jumps you're like yeah this is totally what sonic does yeah man he's all about chemicals attitude (laughs) he doesn't slow down and the second player is like chemicals in sonic 2 you could literally just run you could run to the right the entire time in Chemical Zone, and you would never stop. That, see, that's what Assassin's Creed needs to be. What well, also needs to actually be about assassination. I had to kill way too many bosses after they discovered me, because along with having ridiculous decision-making, you can also like jump into guys and hit X, but you don't stab them. Instead, you kind of kick them in the back and alert them to your presence, and then it's impossible to do like the secret assassination kill. Like I, I'm on a boss. The whole point of this, it should I should fail immediately if I don't get the stealth kill. Yeah, it shouldn't even be an option. But that is not how it went. Oftentimes, there would always be these awkward cutscenes where you're having this long, drawn-out conversation with this guy while he's on the ground, when you know you are in, in fact surrounded by thirty of his most elite guards ready to stab you. Well, I mean that's sort but of what Assassin's like kind of Creed is about. Good listening thing they, in, they wait for you to finish engaging with one guy before you have to fight the next one. Yeah, but anyway, that is a really old game, and I'm sure everybody's opinions on it are very much settled. Yeah, but the, uh, Fast Karate for the Gentleman knows nothing about temporal space. That's true. I mean, we could be in 2007 right now because it's true. that is the power of podcasting. And all you kids out there who want to start a podcast, that's why you want to start a podcast, and you didn't even know. But now I just told yes, you, and now there's going to be a lot more podcasts geez. because it unlocks the secrets of time and space. They'll blow people's mind. You shouldn't even post a new episode. Just put this one into the archives. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, where's the episode? And I'll be like, I don't know. Where have, is it? Uh, like, somehow like update the RSS feed in iTunes so like everybody gets a new one who has iTunes. It's like the date on this is wrong. It broke my iTunes. And my mind. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, we've actually lost three quarters of our listeners due to mind explosions. <laughs> our bad. That's why we can't keep we can't keep consistent numbers. Too many people's heads are being exploded. Yeah, I know. You don't get many repeat customers with the head explosions and all. Indeed. Pre- all right, you want to call this one a yep. wrap? On. Prepare your mind for the mind explosion.
Dave, you should totally post the wrong date on this. Like, look up when Assassin's Creed actually came out. <laughs> and then put that date on. Okay, Joel. And then we'll, they can we'll, hear you. We'll keep the Valkyrie. <laughs> We'll keep the Valkyria Chronicles in there anyway. People will think you're seeing into the future. They're like, oh my god. 